Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is regretfully called The Strong-Willed Child, and it's part one. I'm staying with that label only because everyone recognizes it and can identify with the struggle. What is a strong-willed child? There are some very unkind and I believe inappropriate descriptions to be found online. One that describes the child as demanding, as always getting their way, as being stubborn. I think I've met quite a few strong-willed children over my decades in early childhood. But then again, I think I'm drawn to those strong-willed children. They challenge me to never make assumptions about who they are. They do demand something, that I hear them and meet them with respect. And they force me to go deep into my social-emotional skill-building tools so I can truly problem-solve to win-win solutions instead of win and lose. They actually taught me that we're on the same side and not in opposition to one another. Okay, so I know that's way easier said than done. So let's get to real situations and have a conversation of theory into daily practice with real kids and real parents. I have three of my favorite parents at the square table today, and they have lots to share. Welcome to Brooke Rosenstein, Kim Krams, and Rita Berger. Brooke, you shared a great story last night on Facebook getting ready for today. Can you tell everybody about what happened and your strong-willed reality? Sure. So my son will be three in a few months, so we've recently potty trained. And, of course, there's always the power struggle. So he has mastered potty training, but he chooses when he wants to use the potty and when he wants to exhibit his defiance. So yesterday we get home from school and we're playing around and he run. oh, I have to go pee-pee. And he runs into the bathroom and he says, no, no, I'll do it myself. So he closes the door and I come back to check on him and the whole floor is soaked in pee. So I said, <laughs> we love him exactly the way he is. <laughs> what happened? So I said, why did you pee on the floor? Because I can or because I wanted to, something like that. Oh my gosh. So... I don't know how to respond. You want to kill him. <laughs> first rule better. of so-called yes. strong-willed children, the, your first response is going to be, can I kill them? Absolutely. And he thinks it's funny. Because they are messy. They are inconvenient. They are inefficient in terms of you getting accomplished what you want to accomplish in a day and how you want to have those perfect parenting moments. So, right. like, what did, did we you say? potty train so we wouldn't have to keep cleaning up the mess? <laughs> 
So there we are. Urine all over the floor. He thinks it's ingenious. What do okay, let's can you describe what you think his perspective on all of this was? So I think that for him it's about power. It's about defiance, showing me that he Okay, and and I of course as soon as you said it, and defiance is out there all over the place with strong willed children. Um, power is one thing. Um, but there's something about that word defiance that is, he's out to get me. He's out to, to be in opposition <laughs> he to is. me. <laughs> I really think he is. What I would want to, to flip on that script is the reason it, it's, it is about doing it for your audience, for your reaction, for your all of those things, but it's about him figuring out who he is and I'll say this phrase, in opposition to the person that he had this deep attachment and bond with. You are the experimental dynamic of him becoming who he's becoming. I know it's not easy. But, but, the, but the thing is, when you said, when you were describing it, what I heard in your voice, maybe I'm wrong, was not just power, but I heard a little bit of pride. Like, mm-hmm. what was your sense of him feeling like I just did something? Was it an I got you? Or was it I really can pee on the floor? Probably more of the I can pee on the floor. Can you explain that? And then I'm going to, and before we come back to how we might handle those situations, because that's the whole conversation, I, I mean, I would like to say more about that, but I want to hear from Rita and from Kim. What, what is that, what do you think that means? And then I want you guys to sort of share how you think your children feel in those defiant power mm-hmm. grabbing moments. Because you were, you had a smile, like he closed the door. And I mean, the words I write down are mastery, competence, and power. He wants to do it himself, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Because he wants to see what wrong looks like and feels like and how the world will respond to that. The Everything else, and one of the best things that's out there, we posted it yesterday, is, is ahaparenting.com. And what she wrote is, and everybody knows this, they are experiential learners. They're, they have to find out for themselves what pee on the floor looks like. Yeah, he, he knows that already. <laughs> But, he, but but in an act of, del- it was yes. deliberate. It was deliberate. But, but there was something in that deliberateness, I think, that is powerful. Like, I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do okay. about it? <laughs> but is it a, what are you going to do about it? Or is it a, I liked doing it, and I will accept whatever the consequences are, because I needed to have that experience for myself. And then secondary to that, I will try to self-manage better in the future because these really aren't options that are available to me on a regular basis. But every so often, I have to find that edge and push that envelope. I love this dynamic. Yes. But I'm not the parent. I'm the onlooker going, bravo, you are children that show us everything possible about power, assertiveness, discovery, and ourselves. Okay, so let's come just back to the focus, which is one more time, if you could put yourself in his shoes, 
how and if you if you weren't you having to clean it up go through months and months of potty learning and what do you think he was really feeling in those in that moment i think there's a Listen, I'm a first-time parent. What do I know? I wasn't. I didn't teach. I would never babysat. This is my first experience. I have been thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. I think that there's this component of finding his independence, and making making his own way. Because as much as we try to set boundaries for them, they and I really try to give him choices all the time, and you know, so that. He has that sense of independence. Clearly, it's not enough for him. Yeah. Um, but I think. Well, that's again, it. we're talking about. I don't. I don't know the better word. Oh, we somebody a mom who was a teacher here, Miss Felice, posted on Facebook this morning. Her spicy boy spicy is boy. now off like to that. college, and he turned out to be a magnificent human being. But the spiciness. So, that, spicy. so it's that question of. If you are that child that makes your own self-determination, then you doling out little bits of pieces of power, isn't that choice enough? Will never possibly be enough because it has to come from within. Yeah. Okay, so moms at the table, how does that story resonate with you? And what do you think your so-called strong-willed children are experiencing in those moments? I get it. I mean, <laughs> I get it. I, I, I mean, I, I have. I, I think it's funny to me. It's it's funny that I'm sitting here with two women who have boys that are their strong-willed kids because I have two boys that are they're not angels by any means, but they are so much easier. Molly, I my daughter, <laughs> who's one of the boys' twins, is so strong-willed that we find ourselves realizing that she runs our house. So I, I I look at boys as oh piece of cake oh boys yeah they're a little rambunctious but yeah. piece of cake and my daughter she runs the burger house and, and you're she... the only one at the table with more than one child as well oh, okay so you have a different perspective oh so far anyway Brooke, so far, Brooke yeah. is expecting <laughs> and and that expecting could be part of your dynamic as well for sure because my mm-hmm. patience is so much thinner than right. and yeah he, and he knows life is changing so describe. Describe Molly and what you see as her motivation, her desire, her need, and what is unchanging. I mean, she was this way as a newborn. She was this way in the womb. She was in charge. She is just in charge, and she lets everybody know it in whatever way she can. And, you know, Scott and I will, will look at each other sometimes and realize... We, we, she just turned five. We're, we're letting a five-year-old, like, run our world. <laughs> what, what is going on here? We're the parents, but she is very... She she is a strong-willed child to a T. And part of it, we sit back and watch and, and, you know, we get frustrated with her as parents because she's telling us what to do and she's telling me how it's going to be and what she's going to wear and what she's not going to do, just like that. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, okay. And I find myself, like, <laughs> backing off. Like, I'm scared of her almost. But then part, you know, and then, I, but I get frustrated with her. Like, we last year we had some behavioral problems in school because of it because she's just 
wants to be in charge. And it's not just a matter of wanting to be in charge. She wants, like, this is the way that I want it. Yes. And what do you mean I can't have it She has a vision of how to run the world. What do you mean you're going to stand in my way and not move when I ask you to move? Yeah. So. It's like, these are my plans and you are not going to change them. Because this is my plan. Things into her. Oh, she was taking matters into her own hands when friends weren't doing as she wanted them to do. And not realizing that she's not in charge. And she, um, so part of it is as parents, Scott and I would get frustrated with her and, and we'd try punishments and we'd try, you know, speaking with her. And then the other part, Scott and I behind closed doors are like high-fiving each other <laughs> because who doesn't want a strong girl? Like, I, I want her to be strong for the rest of the world, just not for me. Exactly. <laughs> and that is the rule that's like the of, that's, right. that sums it up right there. Last night yeah. she was telling me, like la- last night I'm telling her, I said, you need to clean up your toys. No, I don't want to. Molly, you have to you have to clean up your toys. You're going to lose dessert. She looks at me, she goes, no, you're going to lose dessert. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not. I'm the parent. And, and she goes, no, I'm the parent. And I'm like, Molly, you are yeah. not the parent. I'm your mom. And she, I'm the mom. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I, I said, you can't talk to me that way. No, you can't talk to me that way. She just repeats everything. Yeah. Because she feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so how would you or anyone... How would you how would you understand that? I mean, when not, when you say that out loud to me, what I hear is, my mom is presenting her power to me, and I like the way that sounds. So Given it because I want to have that voice for myself. So it's so so that's where I object. It's not when when the online people say they need to have their way. They're they're this. They're that. It's that. There's a, there's a benevolent way of hearing that voice that's not just sassy and and controlling. It's that that inner thing mm-hmm. that says, "Yeah, I like the I like what it feels like to be able to tell somebody mm-hmm. else what to do." She does. And so once you understand where she's connecting to her own voice, and again. You're, I mean, I mean, you are one of the funniest parents I know. I mean, I just, <laughs> Thank you. I have, I mean, you, you make me laugh every day in social media. So it's like, I know that you're going to get a lot of mileage out of it. Right. But, it's, so you, but you, we all can choose when to disengage. When you've had enough, you can disengage. Right. You know, you, as one person said on yeah. one of the, the things we were sharing this week, it's you don't have to show up at every argument or every battle. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're enjoying it, by all means, I think I'm the mom, you know? And, and it's playful and it's interactive. But when you feel your, the, you know, that that adrenaline rising in you and then say, then, okay, so maybe I'm not having fun at this anymore. Right. Molly, I'll be back in a bit. Either the toys will be cleaned up or not cleaned up or you'll have dessert or not ha- have dessert. Right. Um, because what, we, what we've been sharing online is that we know that the power struggles do not give either parent or child more power. Mm-hmm. It comes from powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And so the minute you feel the frustration, the anger, the impatience, the how dare you, what you're not, you know, I'm the parent, then it just means step back and go into that quiet place that says, yeah, I'm really the parent. I'm really the parent. And I can make good choices for us. And I just have to do this differently than other people do for those easygoing, mm-hmm. you know, quieter um, right. children. But mm-hmm. I will say, just everybody out there with quiet children, 
and we've talked about this with 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 your boys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens that yeah. the quiet child looks resilient, flexible, adaptable, and easy, and then you realize. Six months later, oh, they have a really strong response to this, and I have to remember. (laughs) They save it. So there is an insight here for all children, I think. Yeah, Kim, you identify with any of this? Oh, just a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. So actually, I love you so much because you taught me a lot of better ways to respond to Oliver. So I've, I've been coming here since family time with him, and he's in the threes now. And I'll never forget, like, one day I was so frustrated, had, like, a very frustrating morning with him, and I came into care, and I was like, you know, like, just vomiting from the mouth, like, verbal vomiting, and she was just listening to me, and I'm like, God, he's this, and he does this, and he won't listen, and he blah, 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 and I'm like, he's just so overly determined, and she, like, cut me off, and she's like, and how wonderful is that? (laughs) Isn't that great? And I just wanted to be like... Thank you for not slapping me. (laughs) I was like, I could feel like my neck getting tight. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, you know what? That is great. She's right. It is wonderful. Well, the first part, I think, of responding to a strong-willed, spicy child is acceptance. Yes. You know, you know, you know, we all know that we're not changing them. We've tried. We've tried uh, the gimmicks, the fixes, the shortcuts. And, and there are strategies that will work when they aren't as determined. But yes. when you're going head to head, they this is who they are. There's and like a time to try to do certain things. Like I've learned, okay, what time of day is it? Is he hungry? Is he not? Is he well rested? You know, what are we about to go do? What do we just finish doing? You have to like plan everything out and you have to like really think about how you approach it, how you say it. Because if you say like one little wrong thing... It can just make everything go south. If you say one little right thing, and it can be the difference in, like, just your eyebrow, how your eyebrow looks, and it can just change everything. Truly. It's crazy. Like, and... You know, my piece on that from Entitlement Free Child is you're smarter than your children. Yeah. But you're never smarter in the moment. Never. And so you have to sort of have that time for reflection, that time to talk with dad or a partner or a grandparent or a teacher and say, or a friend and just say, okay, I know if I move that eyebrow that way, that will be the one trigger that is absolutely (laughs) going to take us down the rabbit hole. And it's going to take us hours to come back. And then you also have to be like five steps ahead at all times. Like, okay, if I want to do this or... I want to try that. How, how could it go? Okay, you know, scenario one, scenario two, scenario three. Am I prepared for scenario two if one doesn't work out? Can I handle three if two doesn't, you know, like... Okay, so how do you really always, live that? Tell us. It's exhausting. It's hard. I just have to be... Okay, let me think of an example. Um, okay, the cleaning up. Okay, he really needs to, to be responsible and clean up. I like him doing that. He's actually pretty good now. He used to not be... Yeah, I had to, like, really, like, push it at times. But I was like, do I bribe him? He doesn't care about bribes. Like, he's one of those. Everybody's shaking their head no. Yeah, and it's different. So people without kids like this, they give you, like, well-meaning advice. Like, oh, I spank. Or, you know, oh, if I just, you know. The look. uh, Yeah, like, the oh, give him the look. Or, oh, you know, um, if my kid did that, I would just give him a spanking, and that would straighten them right up. And I'm like, don't Mm -hmm. work, don't work. Nope, nope, nope. Don't want to spank. Don't want to hit. Don't want to... You know, I don't want to use food to bribe them. I don't want to, like, attach negative 
feelings or emotions to food, but then I find myself doing it at times when I know he really loves something, I'll, you know, but it's the way you word it. So instead of saying, if you don't pick up all this mess you made, I am not giving you ice cream. And this is from you, by the way, FYI, I've learned all this from you. I say to him, you know what? I really, really want to have some ice cream with you. It is so delicious. And I love it when you help me clean up. Why don't we do it together? And then we can go have our ice cream after. And usually that's like what it takes. So even if it only works 50% of the time, and the reason being that if you give them the ultimatum, they're going to call you on it. Um, And and that's just the nature of a power. Opposition and power brings resistance. And the other thing is that sort of invisible hand that says, I am steering, and we'll come back to managing the bumpers. It's, It's that idea of, you can't control the child because these children will not allow you yeah. to control them. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you can only control the experiences, the routines, and keep them moving forward. So I think it like bumper bowling. You are just closing yeah. off the gutter balls. And so what happens is by you... So there's the invisible hand is we're steering forward, but I'm going to make you feel like you got that ball down that alley all by yourself because yeah. you need to feel that this is all you. And mm-hmm. I and that, and that then the flip of that is that we are on the same side. We are on the same side right. because the, it's the only way I believe you'll get these, these yeah. children to be... Um, to, to give them that full experience of mastery, competence, mm-hmm. and, and assertiveness that they want. Yes. But they also have a vulnerability which says, I need you. Totally. And so they need you to steer them so that, not so they don't pee on the floor. <laughs> because that that is, we're coming back to it. Because they need to pee on the floor. <laughs> they need to make the mistakes. They need to find the edges. They need to take those chances. What they don't need is to feel like garbage, is to feel like I'm the bully in the classroom or I'm the bossy girl in the classroom Mm -hmm. or I'm I'm the one that nobody likes. And if I make these choices, you won't like me. Grandma won't like me. My friends won't like me. And that, you know, like, you know, like you could just feel that 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 horrible shame that comes from. You're not supposed to want that much power versus how about if I give you as much power as you can safely manage well and responsibly. So I just thought of something also. um, Your reaction, which is another one I've practiced in my sleep. I feel also like whenever, instead of going like, why would you do that? You know, which don't, I do this all the time. I, you know, I'm not perfect. If it's an honest question, it's okay. Like, I really want to know. There's times where I'm like super reactive, obviously. I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're a mom or a dad or, and you tell me you never get mad at your kid, I'm going to side eye you. Like, come on. Even if you're great and you're peaceful (laughs) and you're patient, you're still going to have days where you're like losing your crap on everybody. But I have found, like... Literally on everybody. Everyone, everyone. Just literally everybody who even, like, crosses you. So, like, for example, Oliver will get up in the morning sometimes. He'll go right to the freezer, and he'll open it. and he'll But he'll turn and, like, look at me. Like, is she watching me do this? And I'll watch him, but I won't say anything, and he'll... Popsicle. And he knows. There's no... You're not having Popsicle for breakfast. Like, maybe later on, but not for breakfast. But he gets it anyway, and he'll go, 
look, I have a popsicle. It's like he's looking to see what's going to happen. And I'll go, you know, instead of going, put that back right now. You know you can't have that for breakfast. I'll go, oh, my God, you are so silly. You, we, you know we don't eat that for breakfast. Come on. On the inside, I'm, like, seething. And I hate that I have to do this at times. But it, like, diffuses the whole thing. And usually he'll laugh and put it back. If I get angry at him about it and I say, put it back, no, I want a popsicle. And then it starts. And then I find myself doing what you were mm-hmm. saying before where it's like, well, I said you can't have it. Well, I said I can't have it. Put it back. I will not put it back. We don't eat that for breakfast. I eat this for breakfast. So, like, he'll start, like, whatever <laughs> yeah, I say, he just... And it's yeah. not going to work until every you time. walk away, until you're in And the then end. I say, eat the damn popsicle. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> our, our new thing is, if I say no to something, well, daddy said I yeah. can. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, you're <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So yeah. I'm a little bit past this because I don't have... They both have toddlers, preschoolers. Molly just started kindergarten, so I'm a little bit past this yes. stage of it. So now, I, I, I mean, looking back, I, I see those times. But now it, it's gotten to the point where with Molly, I know my best bet is to let her think, get her, the way I get her to do things that I want her to do is to let her think it was her idea. And yeah, tell, us, tell us how, because you have Perfect. the you have that insight of her. It has you have to that just be in, it's usually in the moment yeah. where, yeah. you know. It's always in the moment. I, right, in, in the moment, you know. Where and like give her choices. That's I mean that's a great thing to do. Give her choices like, and and I find now that she's like actually asking me like you know whereas before I used to say go put on your black shoes. I don't want to wear my black shoes. I want to wear your pink ones. I want I want to wear my pink ones. I'm like well your black ones your pink ones don't match. Put on your black shoes. No, I want to wear my pink ones. I'm gonna wear my pink shoes today as she's putting them on. But now, like because she, she has to say no just mm-hmm. for the sake of yes. saying no. So now I've gotten to the point where I think part of it is you have to let go a little, yeah. and and it's they're almost emulating us. Like it's me wanting to control what she's going to wear because the pink shoes don't match. So right. she wants to wear the pink shoes because that's what she wants. So I I know it's a lot of me, and I know that's totally. what's coming out in her. So she the now she'll come to me and she'll say I'll say just go put your shoes on which ones whichever ones you want and that's me Perfect. I have to let go because I know if I don't it's going to be a power struggle between what shoes she's wearing do I really care what freaking shoes she's wearing <laughs> No, just want her to get the shoes on and get in the car so I can drop her off and come home and have silence. <laughs> I, so. You you have I think choices is great sometimes, but yeah. you you do Pick once they get older, you'll be able to just be like, go put your shoes on. Yeah, but you've go get your breakfast. That respect yeah. and responsibility, <laughs> right? Over years, and I think yes, yeah, she get appreciates that. So she she appreciates now with breakfast. She used to pull yeah. that too. Oh, I want chocolate. No, you're not <laughs> having chocolate. And we used to go back and forth. And now it's go have breakfast. She knows what her breakfast choices are. She knows. I don't tell mm-hmm. her anymore. So hopefully, I mean, you guys will hit that. <laughs> so how soon. did she go ahead now? Explain that process to knowing what are good breakfast mm-hmm. choices. Um, well, she has an older brother, so she, that mm-hmm. kind of that that that's part of it. But it's also part just partly giving her. She she knows we can have cereal, we can have waffles, we can have you know from years of listing the, her choices. Now she knows I don't have to list her choices anymore. She knows without me having to say, no, you're not having chocolate. She knows what she can have <laughs> and what she can't have. Perfect. And 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 the it, the chocolate. beauty of this is, and you are our go between person for for like showing. <laughs> If when you understand, respect, enjoy, and accept mm-hmm. this personality, young, that you have 
the relationship and the freedom that you get when they go to kindergarten. So, so what you've, <laughs> but, but you've invested, I would assume, months if not years, oh, years in explaining those breakfast choices of course. tirelessly and fearlessly. And so when everybody out there is giving you those judgy eyes, you know, you, you put your time in mm-hmm. to really have her internalize Here's the bumpers. Right. Here's the way. This is this is all that's acceptable in my house. In some houses, last night's dinner is fine as a breakfast choice. It doesn't matter what those choices really right. are. Yeah. What matters is each parent gets to steer it mm-hmm. their way. It's, it's society too. They they definitely put a especially when things happen in public and you know they're not getting their way in public, which I'm sure <laughs> having younger ones, you guys deal with a lot. Yeah. I, I still with her. Um, whereas the boys will sit there and look at her like, you're freaking nuts. (laughs) God. I'm also at the point though with that to where I will like, well, first of all, I try not to do stuff like that with him, like grocery store errands. Mm -hmm. I save that for when he's here because it's so much better to just do it by myself. It's easier and then, on you. Yeah. yeah, it's easier on me. It's easier on him. Um, every once in a while, I'll take him. He's actually pretty good now, um, but I have to make him feel like he's part of what we're doing. Right. Um, he can't just like sit in a, sh- a shopping cart. Molly was and never a shopping out. cart kid. She yeah. used the walker and the pusher, and yes. she wanted to get everything and put it in the cart. In the cart. And, and you know what? I let him do that, and I don't care what he puts in the cart. I'm like, whatever you want to put in there, but then I have to, like, put it back, or <laughs> we have to, like, circle back around and, like, put some here, put some there, you know, or I'll okay. tell you can pick five things Let me throw something done. out here that I want to come back to Brooke in the bathroom. Yes. But mm-hmm. what you had just said, though, in terms of the amount of extra time that you invest and commit to these children in these situations <laughs> one of the handouts that we were sharing on Facebook this week was what do you gain as a parent from from being the parent of a spicy child exhaustion exhaustion <laughs> actually the flip of that improved self-care yes. you do not get to maintain your sanity with a spicy child and not take care of your needs mm-hmm. and then it says self-discovery and those i think i mean that's really 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 important because if you're going to have yeah. the stamina the energy and the patience you have to manage your days your routines your sleep your exercise yeah. whatever it is that keeps you balanced it's more high maintenance for sure high maintenance it's for you for you yeah. not for anybody else it's just for you so you have to learn how to like like you said it's almost like planning your planning out your day around how to make everything What more. their needs will be and what your yes, needs will be. But exactly. let's come back to Brooke's bathroom because we've left her hanging. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you had, and this is what I love because we've talked, you know, we've talked about these situations for years. You so enjoy that piece in him. Yeah, it's wonderful as an adult, but as the two-year-old who's supposed to be listening to what I tell him to do, it's exhausting. But there you go. Now you got to go right back to Rita's point. The, 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 the expectation that they will listen and say, thank you, Mom, you made my life a thousand times easier, <laughs> is just never going to happen mm-hmm. until maybe they have children, and maybe then they're not going to be able to say it out loud. I'm just now telling my mom. Maybe. That. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> only because I have it coming back to me. You know? <laughs> I know my in say, like, this is retribution for my husband. I'm like, but I was perfect. <laughs> I do not deserve this. Okay, so so how did the bathroom scenario play out? And what did you so, learn from it? 
we cleaned it up together. I made him clean up the mess. Of course, there was a lot of knowing involved, but he did it. Then he wanted to use his feet over the paper towels. It was disgusting. So there's trying to keep him in the bathroom instead of walking through the house with the urine on his feet and the paper <laughs> towels. And we've had some p- deliberate poop accidents in which instead of having him clean it up, I just said, forget it. This underwear is going in the garbage because that seemed to be the only thing that was like transformative to him. So he kept asking me, well, do we have to throw out the underwear? So I said, no, we'll clean it. So I was trying to have this whole exercise in cleaning it up, bringing the soiled underwear to the washing machine, and it happened very slowly, but it got done. Good. (laughs) And when he went to bed, how did it all feel? He was fine after that. There is, okay, anybody want to say anything? Well, I mean, you know, it was (laughs) the usual They don't care. So you can invest yourself Uh into getting them to, I mean, what I wrote here is, what do they need to learn, grow, listen? And then I came to that last one, which was understand. The bottom line is, they don't care. They don't care. You so, can do all that and they don't care. So so the idea that you're going to make them care today <laughs> has to be let go. That's just let it go. Yeah, because what you what Rita is here to reassure everyone about is that if you care, if you show them what you care about, because I don't want you to not, I don't want you to pretend it's no big deal to, to have to deal with popsicles in the morning and, and, and yeah. pee all over the floor. Well, that's what leads. Like, I can see that it's, it is that exper- experiential learning. It's like at school yesterday, he had some kind of nap time accident. So he came home in a change of clothes and different shoes. And so it was like, testing for himself you know where does all this pee stuff how does it all work (laughs) out you know exactly so it's like okay at school they get like the little baby step and then at home we get the explosion of yes and here's what and, and here's what i'm imagining some less kind listeners out there thinking because I can hear the judginess of, of course that's what I said society the, the judginess yeah. that's going to be like really you're just going to they're going to get away with it you're going to excuse yeah. it you're going to make you yeah. know you're going to make these explanations that's not what we're doing I know yeah. all of you to be caring committed committed to be I know you're not lazy, lackadaisical, Mm -hmm. free-for-all parents. But you are adaptive and resourceful, and you are your best advocates for your children. And so that spark in your eyes that I know he needed to figure out this pee thing that started with a tiny accident at school and a major thing at home. And is it about pee? It nothing's ever about what it's about for it's kids. Boys, like it it's, might really. It might be about boys. It might be about penises. <laughs> it might be about slip and slide. And a great idea. It might be about a new baby coming. It might be about the new first week of school. It can be all the above. Yeah. It could just be new emotions and new volcanic growth. I don't always know the why, but I know whatever the reason, if we sit back and go, how do I understand how he's experiencing this? You guys know even better than me. But there is a, and, but there's, and I wanted to do a video about this, but there is this benevolence where we look at them and go, if I really, really put myself in your shoes, I could understand. 
And so then you just realize you go through the motions Mm -hmm. for the long haul. We clean up the bathroom. We teach responsibility. We teach good choices. We teach what matters to each of us. And three years from now, 10 years from now, 20 Mm -hmm. years from now, you see the payoff. Your husband turned out to be a great human being. You'll see the payoff also in a year when he's Oliver's age. And you'll also see harder things, too. You're going to get a whole new list of stuff at yeah. three and a half, you know. And then, of course, where you're at, too. Like, it's like my mom put it best. You, you, you're, it's like always, it's like an ebb and flow. You're always, like, switching out something hard for something easy and something easy for something <laughs> hard. Smaller kids, small problems, bigger kids, bigger problems. Yeah. But well, my opinion is if you don't time. go through the small stuff. You have to. If you, it's like, it's great to have somebody else potty train your child. It's great to have somebody else deal with your child's emotions at school. It's great to outsource this. But if you don't, the relationships that are going to connect you I mean, you have a fourth grader, Rita. Yeah, I can't believe the it. depth <laughs> of what those needs and those complexities become, mm-hmm. and then middle school, and then high school, and then life. You know, the only way you get there is to go through the small stuff because yeah. the small stuff is so. It's the being present for the. It's almost like I'm saying in, that yeah. with the older one. I sit now and I say to Scott all the time, God, Matthew was so good. He's my oldest one. <laughs> and Scott's like, um, no. Don't you remember he did this? Don't you remember Karen's laughing? Because she remembers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, y- you forget these things. Parent amnesia is, 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 is... That's why we have more. That's <laughs> right. That's why you have more. And the amnesia is this... Like, and the grandparents forgot everything. Yeah. They just remember it with love and affection. And you will too. Not so. my mom. She doesn't forget anything. I do. She doesn't. She calls Molly karma for a reason. Sweet. Okay, I have one more thing I want to throw out because I want to talk a second about this emotional piece. And, and, and one of the things that came as I was trying to gather the strategies and tips experiential mastery competence power avoid the power struggles it only makes us both powerless the other one is um save they need to save face and hold mm-hmm. dignity and and there's something about i'd like you to talk about that because i think that's the emotional thing that we can, if we rob that we chop them off at their knees or yeah. something say something about them saving face and dignity that's where i like the choices you know i like to be able to give him options that I know he's going to choose. Or he likes to come up with my plan, my plan. And it helps, and I don't know if there's, like, a little bit of, like, he has my OCDs. Like, he likes to have a routine. And routines are really helpful in the power struggle, so that part works out. Mm-hmm. But it's having some control over yeah. the choices that he's making. Yeah. And I will tell Being you the thing, steer them. this isn't about potty training, but what I learned writing the potty training books, because I just thought, oh yeah, it's just about readiness and this and this and connect the dots and teach the skills. And I went, hmm, that potty struggle coincides with a power struggle of that age. Mm-hmm. That is not by accident. So power struggles and potty learning go hand in hand just in the same way that power struggles go hand in hand with so many other developmental challenges mm-hmm. because it's about emotional yeah. growth. I mean, and that in itself has been a struggle because we, pot- we taught him to use the potty sitting. 
And then he goes to school and he sees some of the older boys standing. And so, well, now I want to aim. I want to stand. I want to aim. And so, mm. it, you know, that, <laughs> the same thing. It's, she just held her head like, oy vey. But wait, have you just, let him do it? Does it doesn't do get it? easier. Just Yeah, because who wants to have a power struggle in the bathroom? Yeah. Like, if you have to pee, like, I'd rather you not pee your pants. So, like, pick one and let's yeah. go with it. Yeah. yeah. Because you just, I, you can't fight all day long about every single no, thing. No, you choose yeah. your battles. It's all okay, about choosing yeah. your battles. But what it, what about what about the consequences? Like, what it you want to pee on the floor? What if you say, okay, pee on the floor, but then we have to clean it up, and well, now and we're spending our time cleaning up, and you don't have playtime anymore. Yeah. So and the way they, I like to look at it is with, with with mistakes in general, with those choices, with consequences. It's you know what whatever it is, we have to fix the problem. Peeing mm-hmm. on a floor mm-hmm. is a problem, and we need to find a win-win solution. You know, I'm not going to just let you pee on the floor. I don't know if I finished that point before, that you this is not free-for-all. Mm-hmm. But I feel is, like with strong-willed kids, you can't say that to them. You can't say, this is not okay. Because in their mind, it is okay because it's what they wanted to do. So I feel, I, I right, I feel I like you have to but say. But we still have to correct that. We still need yeah, to. Yeah. But it's, it's like setting boundaries. But it, that's right. Okay. It's, it's like, like I said, it, it, like, like it's like letting Molly think it's her idea. So, but you want to show her to, that yeah. she lost that it's her something. idea. Yeah, well, look, now we have to clean it up. You and want again, to clean the floor? Okay, fine. Yes. But you have find to clean it up now, and now works. you can't play. Because what you learned was throwing out the underwear was something that was like, I don't want to lose, keep losing my underwear. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> so not those Mickey They're Mouse so attacked, But you right? see, so that's, I mean, yeah, find the, cons- find that, that, Thing that works for both of you, mm-hmm. right? You're not giving up your power, yeah. but you are. But you are finding this collaborative. That's what it is. It's finding what works for yeah. you. But you and that's what pisses me off no. so bad about society because <laughs> you have to do what works for you. But sometimes not you have to with say a lady no. in the grocery store. But you can. And you can 100%. And I say you no know, 20 times a day. And how many times do you have to talk on no in your dance? You have to go through trial and error <laughs> yeah. to find out. Oh, I know. You know. And again, it's, it's. I didn't mean to say it like that, but I did say it like that. Like, yeah. oh, if I throw out the underwear, I got this. I got my power back mm-hmm. so now I can use that as a little bit of leverage to get us through this hump but you can you have but, to but it's only going to last so long because then they're going to call you on it and you're going to have to find something they're else gonna, okay throw away my underwear that's, but you that's can the say, point Molly's at that's okay. right but you okay. can say no and your child will still love you and there's times where like I will tell him I know you really want to do this but this is something we just cannot do sometimes it's just a and I just tell him like yeah and I just have to let him get over it and sometimes it takes a while you don't like it I don't like it that's so hard you're the worst worst mom ever (laughs) you're the worst mom ever (laughs) okay Okay. so there's so much on the table what's let's do the wrap-up how have you got this what do you (laughs) deeply deeply know about living with spicy kids? I know that there's a fine line between going with it, breaking their spirit, giving too much leeway, finding the balance in it, um, letting them feel like, you know, they run the show, but also letting them know you don't really run the show the whole time. It's it's like a constant... Um, I feel like I'm, a, I'm, I'm contradicting myself a lot some days mm-hmm. because I want you to do this, but you can't do that. I want to find a way for him to feel like he's on top of the world and, you know, he's amazing and wonderful and all these great things. But I also have to, like, give you boundaries and I have to teach you how to also be responsible and considerate and, a, and a, just a good human, you know. And I feel like they are born good humans. I don't I don't believe in all them, you know, they, they're out to get you. 
they look at you, how can I manipulate her right now? You know, I don't feel like, She's maybe at his mom. age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I am. Maybe at their age. Maybe their age. You know, Oliver's very, very hard. But I mean, again, I've been you're with a you. different mom. You yeah. have a different response. Yeah. Which I, which you, which needs, which strong-willed children, spicy children, have lots of different kinds of parents. Yeah. And, and, and both parents do not have the same response. Yes. Rita. Have you um, I agree with what, what everything that Kim says about boundaries and setting limits and stuff. But um, I've also, I'm to the point where now that she's in kindergarten, I'm learning to embrace it almost. Yeah. Because I want her to be strong. I want her to be that girl that's going to stand up for herself. I yeah. want her to be, like I said, not with me. I want her to be that way with everybody else, just not with me. So is it worth it to me to deal with the power struggles Pretty much every day. Is it worth it to me to call Scott 20 times a day and say, your daughter? Is it, you know, (laughs) to a point it is because at the end of the day, although she was frustrating, I look at it as, God, she's so smart. Yes. And 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 I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I'm exhausted, yes, but I'm, I'm satisfied because I know I'm raising her to be a strong, independent woman. Please, God, <laughs> that, you know, that will just always stand up for herself. We, you know, we always say we worry about, we don't worry about the boys Molly's going to bring home because Molly will take care of that. I worry about the girls that the boys are going to bring home because Molly will take care of that. Like, yeah. she's, yes, she's, and, and I like it. I love it. I love it. It's as, as hard as it is. I love it. We needed you here today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. You talked about self-care and I think that is a really big component of it because, you get to the point where I cannot spend four hours brushing teeth. I cannot spend two hours crying over washing hands. So you learn to pick the battles that, uh, you know, and, and the struggles. What things are most important? What things are worth fighting for? And you learn and grow, and hopefully they aren't setting cats on fire as they get older. <laughs> I promise you, your children yeah. are beautiful children. They're not going to go to jail one day. I'm like almost sure of it. I think almost. Almost. <laughs> I, I, hopefully not. Maybe if they're doing something they really believed in and then I'll bail you out. And Thank you guys. I think this was such an important topic. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.